uh, a word of warning. Uh, at the end of this talk, uh, we're going to sing a song. I'm going to sing a song, and you're going to join in. So it's your warning. If you want to leave now, then you're very welcome to. Um, but so uh, it's part of the talk. So uh, we are just going to uh, yeah sing together at the end. So I'm going to teach you the chorus that you're going to join in with, okay? And I'll prompt you to join in with it. Uh, you might know it. There were one or two people who knew it at uh, the first service, but uh, not many, so you, you might not know it. But Oh, piano's gone off. Sorry, David. I just need a, I just need a note. I can't get the piano to work. Sorry. Cats and dogs by the time. No, never mind. Right, well, we'll do it in some kind of key. So um, the words are going to come up, and uh, we're going to sing together. So it goes like this. Emmanuel, our God is with us. Can you sing that? Emmanuel, our God is with us. And then it goes like this. And if God is with us, who could stand against us? Our God is with us, Emmanuel. More of you knew it at this service than at the first. So hands up if you know this song. Great to see you're all familiar with Michael Card. So let's just do it one more time. Emmanuel, our God is with us, and if God is with us, who could stand against us? Our God is with us, Emmanuel. Brilliant. So, piano's on. We're ready for later. That will be good. Now, over the um, last few weeks, some of you may have seen that uh, little video that went viral of Milo. Did anybody see about an eight-year-old boy? Uh, he's sat in the car and his mum's asking him uh, what part he has in the school play. If you've not seen it, I encourage you to watch it. Not now, but when you get home. And uh, search it. Search Milo, doorkeeper number three, and it will come up, and it's probably on TikTok, but I'm not allowed on TikTok uh, because I've been banned. My children have banned me from TikTok. I have set up an account twice, but uh, strangely, it's been deleted two times. Uh, anyway, so you'll find it. It'll come up anyway, and you can sign in with Google or whatever, uh, or this QR code. You can watch it, and it's really good because... Milo is asked what part he has in the school play, and he says, oh, mum, it's a classic part. So his mum then goes through all the classic parts. No, it's not Joseph. Uh, well, is it, is it the innkeeper? No. So it goes through all of that. And then in the end, he has to tell his mum, I'm doorkeeper number three, he says. <laughs> and he's thrilled. And his mum then says to him, well, how did you feel when you were uh, told you, you were doorkeeper number three? And he's, 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 does this wonderful reply. 
I thought, get in there. I'm doorkeeper number three. <laughs> but it's, so I do encourage you to watch it. Um, it's better to watch it than see me describe it. Anyway, but it, I, what I love about Milo is that he knows probably better than all of us the joy can be found in simple things. And that the joy of Christmas is within. It's not in all the things that are on the outside, the external wrapping stuff. It's found within. It's found within our hearts. And it's within our hearts because of the gift of the one who changes lives from within. Jesus, born to us within our world, within the mess of ordinary life, God within the form of a baby. Now, the prophet Isaiah foretold the coming of Jesus, and we've been exploring the words, or some of the words, of this prophecy over the weeks of Advent. We've been exploring who Jesus is and what he gives to us and to all the world. And so we're going to look at a few verses again this morning, those verses, and Michael's going to put them on the screen. For to us, a child is born. To us, a son is given, and the government will be on his shoulders, and he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. And it's the name Prince of Peace that we're going to explore this morning. Jesus the Prince of Peace is with us. Now, as we've seen over these last few weeks, Isaiah spoke the prophecy of this many centuries ago, a long, long time ago, when God's people were living in a time of darkness and struggle. And Isaiah, in the verses around those that we've just read, puts it like this. Distressed and hungry... Everyone will roam through the land. They will have no light of dawn. They will see only distress, darkness, and fearful gloom. I don't know about you, but sometimes, you know, the stories people say, and you watch the news, or you read the newspaper, or you look online, sometimes it feels like all we can see is distress, darkness, and fearful gloom. Our world is full of it. And there is a lot of awfulness and pain around. And none of us, not a single one of us, is immune to that pain and struggle. Or all of us, at some time or another, we experience it. And we know uh, its reality. And into this, Isaiah is reassuring the people back then. And he's reassuring us all today. That Jesus, the Prince of Peace, is born into our darkness and is God's glorious light. The Prince of Peace is with us in our world of chaos. And as God's source of glorious light, here with us, he is peace in our dark world. Jesus doesn't simply deliver peace or bring peace with him. He doesn't represent peace or negotiate peace. Jesus is our peace. 
Peace is his very being. It's his makeup. Jesus, the Prince of Peace, is with us. Now, the Gospel writer Luke gave us another image, a very important image of the Prince of Peace being with us. And Luke describes the Prince of Peace being with us by relaying to us a particular event that took place many years after the prophet Isaiah wrote those verses that we've just seen. And it was at a time when Jesus, the child who had been foretold, had grown up and was with his followers, his disciples, his friends, and they were caught in a storm on a boat on the Sea of Galilee. And the famous painter, Rembrandt, captured this event, uh, and it's in a painting which has a very catchy little title of Christ in the Storm on the Sea of Galilee. And he painted this in 1633, 1633, and uh, here's the picture uh, right here, and it depicts the Prince of Peace with us, okay, the Prince of Peace. Now, if you uh, were to look at a close-up of those people in that uh, painting, this is what you'll see. Uh, Michael's going to put a, a close-up. That's it. So you get a close-up of this event. It's about the time when Jesus said to his disciples, let's go over to the other side of the lake. And when they were on their way, a storm came over the lake and it swamped the boat and Luke tells us that they were all in great danger. And the disciples went to Jesus, who was asleep on the boat, and told him that they were all going to drown. And Jesus then got up, and he rebuked the wind and the waves, and all was calm. And so this painting shows a close-up view of Jesus' disciples struggling frantically against the force of the storm, to regain control of the fishing boat. And you'll notice from the left there, a huge wave is crashing into the boat and ripping the sail. And you can see one of the disciples right at the bottom of the picture, leaning over the side of the boat, throwing up. Hopefully not in John's turkey bucket. Uh, but anyway, that would be me, I'm sure, <laughs> caught up in a storm in a boat. There's another person, um, you can see in the middle of the painting, holding the, the, the rather straight and tight rope there. And that's a self-portrait of Rembrandt. And it's as if he is looking straight ahead of us. If it was a camera, he'd be looking directly into the camera. And there's another person too, uh, next to the self-portrait of Rembrandt, facing away, facing away from the viewer. And I think that's it's like somebody just sitting there not wanting to look at the storm all around them. Can't cope with it. Can't, uh, you know, deal with it. D just wants to sit tight and is praying, please, Lord, m let this storm pass and let it, let it pass soon. And only Jesus, who can be seen on the right there of the, of the painting in a rather traditional depiction of Jesus, as a, uh, as a sort of European, there is all calm, and calm is all around Jesus too. And if we look at the whole painting again, 
you'll see that the sea, even though it's very, very stormy, only takes up around about a quarter to a third of the whole painting. So the perspective has been lowered to leave this dramatic sky and uh, the, the storminess of that sky, but still a focus of the painting is the people. The people caught up in the storm. Rembrandt wants us to be reminded that God's care is for all of us in the storm. He wants us to be reminded that even though we are caught up in storms, Jesus, the Prince of Peace, is with us in that storm. And you'll also notice that in that dramatic sky, there's a tiny little bit of blue sky breaking through there, which is a lovely reminder that even in the storms, even in difficulties and struggle and times of, of real pain, God is always, always, always at work for good. And we can get glimpses of that goodness even in the middle of a storm. And then also, if you were to divide this painting in two, but not um, neatly, horizontally or ver vertically, but diagonally from the top right-hand corner to the left-hand corner, if we were to divide those two halves of the painting, you'd see the left-hand triangle is more in storm and the right-hand triangle is more in calm, even though the calm is in shadow. So there's more light on the left, even though that's stormy, and more shadow on the right, even though that's calm. Rembrandt is using that contrast between light and dark to show the miracle of Jesus calming the storm, something moving from light, from darkness, and to calm from raging waters and a storm. He wants us to be reminded that the Prince of Peace is with us. And all of those sat with Jesus around there. They are also in calm. They are able to remain calm because they know, above all things, the Prince of Peace is with us. And so I wonder, who for you do those people represent in our world today? those living in war and conflict in numerous places all over the world, those struggling to overcome addiction, perhaps some that you know yourself, people trapped in stormy and difficult relationships, people far from home seeking asylum and refuge, those who have nowhere to rest or call home who are caught up in that particular storm. Or unbelievably, today, one of 440,000 children, for example, in our own country, who tonight on Christmas Eve will sleep on the floor because they have no proper bed. 440,000 in the UK in 2023 without a proper bed. That's a particular storm that children in our country are facing at the moment. And how about you and me? Who are we on that boat? Who best represents us at the moment? Are we fighting to keep control of the boat? Perhaps we feel like that wave, that huge wave is crashing over us or crashed over us some time ago and we're still recovering from it. 
Maybe you feel a bit rough like that disciple at the bottom of the painting and you just actually want to throw up over the side of the boat. Or maybe you're looking the other way and you're just sitting there with your eyes shut, not wanting to face the things that are going on around you. And you just want it all to be over for the storm to pass. Or maybe you're in that bottom right-hand corner of the painting and you sense Jesus is close to you. You sense that calm that the Prince of Peace gives to you because he is with you. Or perhaps like that person who'd been using the oar next to Jesus there on the right and is now sort of sat idle, perhaps you're realizing that fighting against the storm is just fruitless, pointless, and you need to turn to Jesus once again. Maybe today, on Christmas Eve, as you face the prospect of Christmas, your hope is to know that Jesus, the Prince of Peace, is with you in whatever you're facing or those who are precious to you are facing at this time. I wonder what God is saying to you. I think we can all be misled, can't we, by that myth that is presented to us in our culture that Christmas, that life even, can be perfect. And we're sold the idea of a perfect life if only we had X, Y, or Z. And we can be sold that idea for Christmas too, can't we? You can have the perfect Christmas if only you have X, Y, or Z. But there is no perfect Christmas. And even just us turning up at Christmas makes it imperfect. (laughs) Because we are all imperfect. And to varying degrees, Christmas might be a joy-filled experience with a few sprinklings of difficulty, or it might be the complete reverse. It might be really, really tough with a few sprinkling of good bits. But Christmas, nevertheless, is a mixed bag. But Jesus, the Prince of Peace, is with us. He's with us when we're wondering how we're going to get on with family. He's with us when we're feeling alone on Christmas Day. He's with us when we're wondering how we're going to pay for everything we've bought. And he's with us no matter what we're feeling and what we're facing. And what I love about that painting that Rembrandt produced for us is that it reminds us and it shows us that Jesus is with us on the boat and he's in the storm. It shows us that he is our peace when all around us is darkness and chaos and struggle. Jesus is on the boat. Jesus is the Prince of Peace and he's with us. Years ago, about 17 years ago, I think, we bought a nativity set, a fair trade nativity set, and it's it's beautiful. It's hand-carved wooden figures. And it's always been our youngest daughter's job to get this nativity set out and arrange it on the hall table when we got the Christmas decorations out. And so she, she used to do that. And the kids then loved playing with it. And you'd know they played with it because when you walked through the hall, all the figures that had been re- rearranged, you know, because they'd been just engaging with it and playing with this whole nativity set. And then you'd find a Lego figure in there or a Star Wars figure. I mean, who knew that Darth Vader, for example, was with the three kings when they visited Jesus? But nevertheless, there he was. 
And uh, so they, they loved this. But then we had uh, Max, our black Labrador, who died last year. And when he was a puppy, he ran off with Jesus from this nativity set. And he ate him. <laughs> and so for years, we didn't have Jesus. Jesus was not in the nativity. We had everybody else but Jesus. And so every year, this troubled the children greatly, and particularly our youngest daughter, she put that out in the nativity set and said, we still haven't got a Jesus. So anyway, this year she did it again. And she said, this year I'm going to make Jesus, and I'm going to put him back in the nativity. So uh, this is it, and there's Jesus there. She's made that lovely little manger and little Jesus, bundle of Jesus there uh, in the middle, and no Darth Vader, I moved him out. But Jesus, he's back in our nativity, he's in the house, and he's with us. And so it's just a lovely reminder of what it is that Isaiah wants us to know, the gospel writer Luke, and Rembrandt, the amazing painter. The Prince of Peace is with us. Jesus is with us. He's not fixing up peace from a distance. He's not sending us good vibes from heaven. Jesus is with us. He's in the house. He's on the boat. He is our peace. He is Emmanuel, God with us. In the distress and the darkness and the fearful gloom, he is with us. In our mixed bag of Christmas because of our health issues or family issues or whatever it is, God is with us. When we can't tie things down on our boat in the storm anymore, he's with us. When we haven't got any more strength to keep rowing, he's with us. When we're sat there wondering what will happen next and how we're going to get through it, he is with us. When the waves are crashing over us, he is with us. When we feel like throttling our brother, sister, aunt, uncle, whoever it is, he is with us. He is with us. No matter what we're facing, the Prince of Peace is our peace. And he's with us. And he always will be. So as you remain seated, we're going to sing that song. And as we sing the chorus, Emmanuel, God with us, I encourage you to be reminded of that amazing truth. The Prince of Peace is our peace. And the Prince of Peace is with us. He is with us. And as you declare that, I'd encourage you to trust in the Prince of Peace. No matter what you're facing, whether that's good, bad, or just plain ugly, no matter what it is, to trust again that God is with you. And if God is with you, then nothing, nothing at all can ever rob you of the peace that he brings.
So if you remember nothing except that from what I said this morning, Emmanuel, God is with us. And if God is with us, who can stand against us? Our God is with us. Emmanuel. Amen.